Today on The Breakdown, there's some places where when you play poker, it's just normal poker, but in Canada, it's a little bit different, isn't it? That's right. Sometimes they speak French. There's some weird foods about. I don't know. There's governmental stuff that's confusing if you're not from there, probably. People are talking about legislators. How can you, how can you engage them in conversation? You don't know who these legislators are. But the one language that we all speak, even in Canada, is poker. That's right. Poker, it's sort of a language. And, <laughs> and there was the Party Poker WBT main event in 2018, the Montreal main event. Well, let me just say this. There's five left. Upeshka De Silva, who you may remember from a very famous hand in the World Series against Federholtz, when Federholtz really made his name on this hand from back in the day. Upeshka De Silva is going to be involved in a hand where he is going to pesh out, as the kids like to say, because, well... It's going to make an interesting play, and we're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dyson and Jonathan Levy. Hey, you are Loves it. out. Loves it. Pesh is out. I, yeah, I've personally played with Pesh in multiple World Series tournaments, and he does like to do plays like we're going to see him do today. He yeah. likes to do some stuff that's like... What are you going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the famous hand against Federer, he was not the protagonist. He That's was, right. He was the guy who had to make the hero call with a hand that like is never good, except that what Pesh kept saying was, it's Fedor. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have to call. The only thing, no, he said, I can't beat anything except Fedor. I can beat <laughs> Fedor. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Yeah. He was wearing a green hoodie then. He's wearing a green hoodie in this hand, too. He likes that green hoodie, I guess. Is he wearing the sunglasses that he was wearing back then? I don't know if they're the same ones, but he's wearing sunglasses. All right. Yeah. Is so, Daniel Negreanu sitting at the table like he was then, back in the day? No, Daniel Negreanu, not allowed in Canada anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. After all that's all happened. All the stuff. Yeah. He was talking up the... You know, you get involved in Canadian politics, start talking about Canadian politics, and they just ban you. It's actually the Amanda Leatherman factor. Oh, really? Yeah, she used to be married to Justin Trudeau. I did not know and that. And so Trudeau banned Negreanu hmm. after the marriage of now, Negreanu and Leatherman. You know, her name is not Amanda Leatherman. Is anymore. it Amanda Clothman? <laughs> hey, that's a good guess, but no. No, it's Amanda Negreanu. Yeah. Which, honestly, it's kind of a weird name to take on when you got such a cool name already. Leatherman's such a great name. What is she doing? She lost her mind. Many people would say in more ways than one, am I right? Okay, moving on. Um, so, Damn, son. I didn't I, know you were going to bring out the wood so early. Bring out the wood? <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, you know, for hitting people. No, I don't mean not kidding people violently. Yeah, we're going to move on. <laughs> so, yeah, this is in Canada. Yeah. It's a WT slash party poker event. Who knows what happens in Canada? It's, uh, it's the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors playing on the same team because we're in Canada. I don't know. That's, like, it's different rules. Uh, say Montreal the way they would say it in Canada. Montreal. Very good. That's exactly right. Montreal. <laughs> oh, that's even better. You, right. you do uh, one. Montreal. That well, was like well, welcome to Montreal. Well, I was doing like working class. You were doing high high yeah, level. Like I was. Doing, I'm holding champagne you've in my got hand. Like a, you've got a monocle. I want you to be able to hear the champagne and monocle. Yeah. Welcome to Montreal. And I'm gonna be like a chimney sweep in Montreal. Yeah. Oh, Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. really good. French Canadians love us. <laughs> love us. Yeah. What? Well, let's do two more. <laughs> okay. You do um, a politician. Welcome to Montreal. That's. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right. You do uh, like a person who lives in the woods and comes into town only to sell his maple syrup. Hey, <laughs> it's Montreal. <laughs> hey. Yeah. There you go. 
We got all the accents. We down. sort of nailed it. We it's it's almost they're different different dialects almost because yeah. the accents are so different. Um, but we, I mean, if I wanted to, I've, I'll say this: I've turned down a lot of acting work in Canada because I can play so many different roles. But I've turned it down because I love the poker guys and I love talking poker, and I can't not do the that. time commitment is just too vast. Yeah, like it's going to take away from my podcasting time. Forget it, Canada <laughs> Television Network. Yeah, what is we got like six, six viewers? <laughs> yeah, because Canada's got no people in it. No apparently. people at now, all. Now that Negreanu doesn't live there anymore. Yeah, everybody but, moved with him. Wouldn't that be a great uh, sitcom? The Negranus. Why isn't that? Why hasn't anyone done that? Why isn't that happening? That'd be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> a reality TV show. People would watch that. Well, when I say people, I mean a few poker players. You know, you know what reality TV show I would watch what? that's based on a poker playing family that even if they did nothing to do with poker? The Mizrakis? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. I would definitely watch the Mizrakis. There's almost no other poker playing family, so isn't that hard the to Brunsons. get? The Brunsons. The Greenwoods. I mean, there's not much I would there. not watch the Brunsons. I would not watch the Greenwoods, but the Mizrakis could be interesting. You would watch the Mizrakis. I mean, I'd watch like one episode, and then I'd be like, eh. You wouldn't watch the Steinbergs, right? That'd be boring. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's there's very little there there. Um, I might watch the Brunsons because maybe there's some scummy stuff happening, you know, like some crimes happening. I want to see that. I mean, I feel like Todd, Todd, Brunson? Todd Brunson is for sure like bilking old people out of money, <laughs> like going to their houses and buying old hubcaps that he knows are worth lots of money. And he's like, yeah, I'll just take that off your hands, buddy. Check hey, out my ponytail. I'm going to overpay you. 50 bucks. Yeah. You never get that. You buy yourself a brand new hubcap with this $50. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, Jimmy, I got another one. <laughs> 2000 Let's go. I mean, he gives that vibe with the leather jacket and the ponytail for sure. Anyway, I mean, if Todd Brunson isn't making pornography, he should at least consider making porn. And I don't, I mean, like from behind the camera. Right, of be, course. Yeah. He's got the, he's got the eye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might have just made an enemy without really trying. I wouldn't mind that one. That's okay. Let's feud. We Todd need Brunson. more enemies, you know? I'm ready. I'm ready for the feud. Bring it on. Give me your best Twitter fire, bro. I'll fight back. I'll shoot you with. With words, Grant. Word shoots. Only words. You don't want to challenge no Todd actual violence. to any sort of gun thing. Or anyone else. Because he's probably got a lot of guns. I don't want to challenge anyone to any violent thing at all, to be very clear. But especially but I will, the guy who definitely has a lot of guns. Yeah, that especially. But um, and also people who are... I mean, I'm not the most muscular, biggest guy. Let's be clear. I'm a wiry... I'm a wiry but, five foot ten over here. So in know? a kung fu movie, you would always win. Yes. I have, I, I have actually been... This is when I was younger, but I was once described as having the, and I quote, perfect kung fu body. Unquote. I actually almost wrote a story called The Perfect Kung Fu Body. Such a, cool, <laughs> such a cool fucking thing. But that was when I was like 25, admittedly, not necessarily now, all these years later. When you're 71? I mean, am I closer to 71 than 25? Turns out I am. So Are you? Yes. This is like when you find a thing. Oh. Cleopatra was, was like closer to our time than the time of the pyramids, which is also true, yeah. by the way. Uh, yeah, she was at the time of the Romans. The Romans weren't that far back. Turns out they weren't. Mark Anthony, that guy is basically playing in this tournament. It's Mark Anthony, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Mark Anthony, his grandson. I, I'm not saying that Mark Anthony is playing this tournament. I'm saying his grandson, Mark Anthony, is. Oh, okay. You get it. The singer. No. <laughs> the singer was named after Mark Anthony's grandson, Mark Anthony. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. yeah. J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. J-Lo. They're married, right? I don't know. They were, I think. I don't care. Mario Lopez? <laughs> You're just naming Hispanic singers now. Mario Lopez is not a singer. Okay. He was an Entertainers. actor. Yeah, Entertainers. Yeah. An actor and presenter. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Singer. S- Saved by the Bell. That's right. And backwards then, like, chair. He popular- popularized the backwards chair. I don't know what that is. Popularized. I guess I do. 
but he did not popularize it if it's what I think it is. Who which is popularized just, the backwards chair? John fucking Wayne popularized the backwards chair. Men from the 40s, World War II men popularized it, okay? So Give me old, a break. Old racists? Yeah. Mario Lopez, born in like 1986, did not popularize it. Saved by the Bell was on in like 1991. You yeah. think he was born in 1986? He was a very old looking five. <laughs> you know who else did that? Mila Kunis. She did what? She lied about her age so she could get acting work on that 70s show. Oh, right. I, did, I remember hearing that. She was 14 years old, and they, she, you had to be 16 to work the job, the, you know, the full time. And they said, you're 16, right? And she went, uh-huh, and just walked away. And they never asked her for any kind of documentation. And eventually, you know, when she was old enough, she told them she had lied to Turned out to be years. a great career choice. Yeah, it really worked out very, very well for her. Who knows? That could have been, like, the only reason she became a star. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, you know, a million very attractive young women who've got similar levels of acting talent, I'm sure, who didn't make it, you know? That's not a put down on her. That's just the way it is. It's right? always just about lying about your age. And as we know, as I've said before, like, anyone can act. Of course. It's not a big deal. Jonathan has a strong take on this. The only, the only job... We don't no, need no. to revisit well, this. Well, let me say one thing. Uh, astronauts, I know. Yeah, yeah, okay. That was what I was going to say, yeah. The only job easier than acting is... Flying to the moon. Because <laughs> you can't put it. You can't put an ape in a in a, in a movie and expect he's going to say his lines. Have and you all seen Dunstan checks in? <laughs> what have you seen? Dunstan checks. No, I've not. I've never. Heard it is that. a movie starring a monkey in a hotel. Okay, but that's that's. Did that you monkey? Know what? Did that monkey say lines? You know what happened? No, what shenanigans? <laughs> I, I bet. I bet. I bet it was delightful. It was. Clearly, devel- but he was just. A, he do was you just think the bellhop was befuddled by the monkey's antics? I do, I do, because he was. <laughs> did the monkey ever dress up like the bellhop at any point? I think he probably did. I would guess he did without knowing anything about the movie at do all. Do you think the monkey rode the dumb waiter up and down? What do you think? <laughs> I'm going to go yes. Yeah, of course he did. Did he eat people's food when he wasn't supposed to? Oh, I to? bet he did. Did he <laughs> yeah. teach us a valuable lesson? Yeah. Did he? Did he smear his feces all over the wall? I don't think they went that far. Uh, at least out, off off camera, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The acting, the actor monkey. My did. point is this: that that actor. Monkey. Like if it was truly an actor monkey, it could play other roles. But no, it can only play a monkey. You know why? Because it's not actually acting. He's just playing himself. Well, maybe. But it's, but but he can go into space. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Any monkey can go into space and do anything because they've done it by themselves in the past. It's easy to be an astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about this hand. <laughs> okay. Easy to be a poker player too. Um, yeah. This hand was suggested by Chris Jones. Hey, we know that person. Yeah. Rec Poker Podcast. Chris That's Jones. That's right. Right. And very nice guys over there. Indeed. Um, he suggested it on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter. He included a YouTube link and a timestamp because he's a champion and that's how you do it. This is from a long time ago, right? When he suggested 2018. It. Yeah. Yeah. But we're still looking in the archives. Seems like a billion years ago as uh, of December 2020 when we're recording this. Yep. That's correct. But it was two years ago. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here we go. There's five remaining in this WPT slash party poker event. The blinds are 50 and 100K. The current payout is 176,000. The buy-in was 5K, I believe. And uh, first is over 600K. Okay. So this is going to start with the, with the second-ranked player in Bosnia, something like That's that. That's right. That's right. Emma Zajmovic. Uh, she's got 6.7 million, so that's 67 bigs. She's on the button, five-handed. She opens to the min open of 200K with king-queen off. Nothing to say there. King of clubs, queen of spades, right? Correct. Folds to the delightful Upeshka da Silva in the big blind. <laughs> Love that guy. He's got 8.4 million. Which is 84 bigs, yep. nine, seven of spades he defends. I don't think we should say anything about any of these things. Um, yeah, there's nothing to say so far. Pots Everything 550, we've got king, queen off against nine, seven of spades. Okay. The flop is a good one, not only for Pesh's actual hand, but also for his range. 
Seven of hearts, six of hearts, nine of clubs. I'm going to ask a question I ask a lot in this podcast. Should Pesh consider leading? I think he should at least consider leading because if he's up against a competent player, there's going to be a lot of checkbacks here, right? Absolutely. So that's the reason, especially when we have a hand to defend, but also like you could bluff really beautifully on this. This is a board where you're going to have a lot of gut shots and things like that. So there's a lot of semi-bluffs. There's a hard draw. Yep. Um, I think he should at least consider it for sure. It's, it's understandable that, you know, like very few people lead in these spots still. Um, but I think it's the kind of thing people should be doing more and more of. It's nice to have a hand that you can lead and not fold, which it feels like it's so hard to have, you know? Yeah, I mean, obviously trends change over time in poker, and, and the good players do the good things that are different yeah. over time. But it seems like the, the trend for a long time has been board-based checkbacks, yeah. um, which I can imagine changing in some ways slowly over the future as people adjust. But... If you're against a competent player, they're almost always checking back this board, except with a few particular hands, right? So it seems like a a really good spot to lead with almost anything with any equity. It is a little different in that it's the button that opened. So the button's going to hit this board more than like an earlier position raise, at least, right? Yeah. So so this is better for the button's range than like a middle position open or even an early position open. True. So so you're going to get more bets out of the button than you would get out of the other uh, spots, at least. True. But I want to talk about this is a whole though. Yeah. Like the evolution of this. Okay. So if players do start doing this and leading in these spots that Pesha's in here, what's the next reaction? What are the good players then going to do? Are they going to be C betting more frequently on boards that don't favor their range? I don't think they'll do that. I think they will flat a lot and look to, and look for good spots on turns and rivers though. I think they're going to, they're at first they'll fold a lot. Then they'll start flatting a lot. They'll raise a little, but they'll, they'll mostly be flatting. I think, and looking to see if the uh, the donkers got the heart to just keep firing away, basically. Well, the, like, the thing, the reason the donker has the heart to keep firing away is because they often do have something on these boards. Sure, but it's one thing to have something; it's another thing to be able to bet on a lot of turns. You yeah. know, after you've been called, it's different. Yeah. Um, and so you can put a lot of pressure on someone, of course, once you see them check turn in river. Like check, they check call turn. You bet big on the river. It's it's hard for them, especially if the board does not run out super favorably for their range versus yours, which can happen a lot, right? If you have anything at all, any kind of backdoor, you can just float a lot, I think, with backdoors and the like in position, overs, all that kind of stuff. Well, what I, I guess then the readjustment to that from the donker would be to bet big. Like, we're, we're doing pot size bets, stuff like that. Yeah, and then and if we're going to bet big, then I think we should probably have... Uh, like, that's going to succeed a lot, so we need to have a bunch of bluffs until yeah. there's a readjustment again, right? Because like, yeah. people are like, well, this isn't worth it. If they're going to bet that big, I'm just going to fold, right? right? And so we can't just do it when we have it because now we're just going to get no value out of, mm-hmm. our, out of having it. So we just have to have, like... I mean, you're supposed to have two-thirds bluffs, one-third value on the flop betting pot size stuff anyway. I think this is a place where you should really actually strive for that at least in the beginning. If, you're, if you were going to make that... If we're going to be at that level of the, uh, the exchange here. Well, you're, you're welcome, everybody, for predicting the future of poker for you. Yep, we just did it. We just took you five years into the future, 2025. Everyone has robot eyes. That's exactly what we said. Yep. All right. So you think that Pesh can check pretty confidently here because it's a button range that might bet? Um, I, think, I think a button range is going to bet sometimes. Okay. Like, I, think, I think we're going to see that much more out of the button than, than other, almost any other spot where we're going to see a button bet. And is the plan, if the button bets, to call or to check raise? I like a raise here because it's such a wet board. There's a ton of bad cards for us. A ton of bad cards for us in all the ways, right? Like, it, we lose or we lose action. Yeah. Both, both are losses. Both suck. Uh, 
Also, we would love to build a pot right now with top two, and we're not really afraid of getting it in. Like, if we get it in and we're behind, congratulations. But, like, whatever. Like, our hand is good enough to go You're with. You're getting it in for over 60 bigs? Absolutely. On this wet board, have to. You're mostly, if you're ahead, you're against the nut flush draw or a combo draw, right? That's the, um, only, that's yeah. the only thing. Because you're, you're not getting it in for 60-some bigs with an overpair. Well, it depends on what, what our image is. If, we're, if they see us as being... You really think any competent player is going to three-bet queens here? Um, well, I, how about a hand like, well, Jax is actually not a good example. Um, I th- think that if Pesh is very aggressive, check raising lots of wet boards and boards that are his and stuff like that. I mean, I wouldn't do it. So maybe not, maybe you just, you, at least you'd wait till the turn at a minimum. Yeah. Right. Uh, and if you get a blank turn, maybe you're like, well, he's going to move me in anyway on the river. So I might as well, I'm going to deny him equity. Maybe, maybe. I just don't see any competent player. I mean, in the old days, it happened all the time. Okay, it's not the old days, though. Isn't it? It's 2018. Exactly. Robot eyes, bro. Robot eyes. <laughs> Serious question, though. Yeah. Um, I think it's unlikely that you're going to get... Even aces are going are gonna to three-bet here or something right. like that. I think you almost always can just call. Because so, you know you're in your game theory. Disaster. So if you manage to get it in, you're usually against an 8x of hearts or... Two overs with hearts, usually they're not flush draw. Yeah, I mean, it could be 10x of hearts, too. It could be, yes, but ace 10 of hearts, something like that. Yeah, yeah. King 10 of King hearts. King 10 of hearts, whatever. And, but like that's that. your best case scenario. Yes, it is. Um, unless Pesh somehow is exactly kings. You mean Emma? No, Pesh. Pesh pl- slow plays kings pre flop. I'm, I'm talking about what you're getting it in as Pesh if you check raise with 7 9. Oh, okay. I thought you were. T- I thought we were in the spot of would the overpair be raising and all. No, that? no. I was. I was moving you on moved from on. the overpair. Okay. And I was so- unclear about that. Okay. Now and we are. Now we got. Because you were unclear about that. Okay, it's on me. <laughs> I'll take okay. the bullet. Um. So yeah, if we get it in with this hand, uh, we might be able to just be up against like overs in the nut flush draw, right? Yeah, but that's best case scenario. Yeah, and that's not. That's, I- that feels. Like, I mean. Seven six maybe nine six suited stuff like that possibly. Those but there's are not too mostly much. just calling, right? When we check raise, uh, nine six maybe not. Seven six feels like a little more of a call. Yeah, I could see nine six being like I raise. Like, what am I going to do? Here? So I just Let's wonder go. if like uh, check raising is a little precarious because of all these potential outcomes. I mean, you can get called by overpairs. That's great, but she doesn't have that many overpairs. She's on the button. I mean, if she decides to bet, she usually has something reasonable. That she that she doesn't hate a lot of the time at least right, on this but it board. could be an overpair or it could be a draw that's gonna three bet. And if it three bets, are we gonna call? I don't think we can ever fold nine seven. I just think our hand is too strong. It's I don't from I, our point. I mean, what? I really just really don't love the range we're getting it in at the stack depth against. Um, that's fair, but I think our hand is still just too good. Like I think this is like just probably too much, man. Probably, but you would never get it in with six seven, right? Uh, I would probably not get it in with six seven. The thing is, if I'm raising, if I decide to check raise six seven, it's hard to not go with it. But I, I might, mean, not, I not, might decide not to check raise it. I, you, I don't know if you're considering the stack depth that much. Like, yeah. it's let's assume that it's pot's five fifty. Let's assume she bets three hundred. Okay, you, you make it nine hundred. She right. effectively moves in for six point four million yeah. total. You're really calling off for that much? Not six seven. Definitely not six seven. Yeah, uh, but I probably am calling up nine seven. It sucks though. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. It's one of those where like I guess I'm just going to call it off. But I but I think I would. So you're kind of committing. Like, you're committing yourself to that if you check raise. I mean, let me ask you this: If you had a set of sixes, would you call it off? I think that I draw the line around there. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. it's just one pip better. I know. I'm just saying. So it's like really close. 
Set of sixes is doing a lot better against a straight as far as equity. It is. It is. Not massively better, but definitely better. Yeah. So I think that that's matters. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. But she doesn't have that many straights, right? She's got 8-10 suited, 5-8 suited, probably. Yep. Okay. Maybe 8-10 off. We don't know. Yeah, I guess it's possible she could have 8-10 off. Yeah. Either way, we don't get the opportunity because it goes check-check. All that for nothing. Yeah. Classic. I, I just think it's an dies. interesting spot for Pesh. Like, I think 7-9 deuce is a very different spot than 7-9-6 as far as, like, actually considering check-raising. Well, here's the good news, though, about check-raising is... You know, on a board this wet, like, and we're Pesh, like, we're going to be given not maybe that much credit for having a big made hand versus having a lot of draws. That's like the other side of it, right? Like, yeah. So I agree. If we get three bet, that feels different than if we just get called. Like, right. getting called, it's like, cool. I hope you have, I, really, I hope you have kings here. You know? I mean, when you check raise, your, your favorite outcome is probably call, and your second yeah. favorite outcome is fold. Um, depending on your opponent, sure. Yeah. Sure. Assuming most opponents, like, it's tough to find an opponent you're very happy to get three bet with your Pesh here. Maybe Mizraki. Uh, Mizraki for sure. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of people you're going to be very happy to be, just be like, call. Insta call. Matt Berkey. People like that. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Anyway, it goes check, check. Because, you know, Emma's got king, queen with no hearts. So that's one of the worst hands she can have on this board, basically. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Good for her for checking. Yeah. Who knows if Pesh would have check raised? We never will. It's lost to history. I'm going to say he would have. Okay, I'm going to say I don't know what would have happened. I'm saying, wait, wait, I'm using my robot eyes, which apparently you haven't been formatting, but yes, he would have check raised. I'm going to go Socrates on this one. The only thing I know is that I know nothing. Socrates is dead, bro. A life unexamined is not worth living. But he's still dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Socrates to you. Uh, Anyway... So, yeah, what do you got? Are you going to say anything or what? Are we done? Yeah, I got something about Socrates. I thought maybe the hand was over. If Socrates weren't dead. Oh. Which he's definitely dead. But. <laughs> but just hypothetically. Hypothetically, if he was not dead, which I'm not saying I have knowledge to that fact, but he's not dead. But anyway, he would probably enjoy nitrogen sports poker because uh, a nitrogen sports poker unexamined is not worth living. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. He would say that nitrogen sports poker was a sublime experience. It's like the opposite of taking hemlock. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know that hemlock and how bad that is? Yeah. This is like not that. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a different very, very different, very much on the other side of the spectrum. So here, let's, hemlock. let's go ahead and uh, use a Socratic method. Okay, great. To, to talk about nitrogen sports. Um, if you were a poker player, yeah. would you enjoy certain things in life, such as, you know, deals that got you more equity than you in any, for any reason deserved? Would that be something that you would enjoy? Let me answer that question with a question. Okay, Grant. I'd love that. <laughs> would you participate in a monthly poker tournament that had a thousand buy-ins guaranteed and the field was capped at 300 players is man made not simply of earth water <laughs> wind and fire is man made of those things of course man is made of those things ah you didn't ask a question gotcha we're not playing questions Boop. we're playing socrates we're playing socratic <laughs> method it's a fun game. Yeah, but he doesn't. He never says. Basically, Socrates loves the monthly tournament. That's what <laughs> that's, we're okay. That's what we're getting at. Yeah, like Plato, not a big fan, but fuck that guy anyway, right? Like it's all about Socrates these days, and he loves this monthly tournament because he loves value, Jonathan. <laughs> Socrates is all about that value. It is a one thousand buy-in guaranteed tournament. They cap the player pool at three hundred players. That means that Nitrogen is throwing in at least seven hundred buy-ins every time, usually more. 
That's a lot of value for you people, all that's these like, Socrateans out there. It's like $1,400 worth of value as of the current price of Bitcoin. Which is quite absurd. Yeah, every month, just because. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, you know what else Socrates would say? He loves that bit, bit, Bitcoin, baby. If Socrates were alive today, he'd be a big crypto guy. He would be, probably. I mean, I don't think he would be. You're crazy. You know who else would be? Steve Jobs. Well, so he would. Yeah. yeah. See, I said Steve Jobs. But not Socrates. So, <laughs> Socrates basically lived a life of poverty. He had to, he had to yeah. trade philo- philosophical conversation for meals. Right. So he'd be pretty into the idea of banking <laughs> his own stuff rather than yeah, needing yeah. others. Anyway, he loves that b- 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 Bitcoin, baby. I guess the only reason he didn't have that much money is because there was a central bank he had to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it was. Anyway... Because he loves the Bubba Bitcoin, uh, it means that he can get out that Bitcoin from nitrogen in 90 minutes because that's how long it takes for anyone, not even if you're a certified celebrity like Socrates who asks lots of questions. Even if you're just a regular old Joe. He's got a blue check on Twitter certified. (laughs) (laughs) Just a regular old guy. Uh, Yeah, you still get it. You still get it right away. And it's awesome. That's what Socrates says. So hook it up. Use the link in the description. That's awesome. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. Maybe. On a whispery, windy day, you'll be playing against Socrates. But you will never know. <laughs> yeah, you'll never know. Because <laughs> you'll have no idea. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 But isn't that better? It's like the end of the movie where Socrates is like, it's like winking at you. <laughs> it's like the end of the movie where Socrates like spins that top and you're waiting to see if it falls over yeah, or yeah. not. And it just goes on and on and on. And then they go to the crutch like, no! It's like that. Yeah, it's... Socrates is a great movie. <laughs> so, so enigmatic, that Socrates. Those kids ne- the kids' clothes never change throughout the whole movie. How can they be real? All right. Uh... Back to the hand. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> All right. So one check, check on the flop. Pesh has seven nine of spades. On right. the seven of hearts, six of hearts, nine of clubs flop out of the big blind. His opponent, Emma, has king, queen with no hearts. Off suit. Turns the queen of clubs. So Pesh might get pizzade. This is a good card for Upeshka de Silva. It certainly is. So he should bet, right? I mean, he should bet no matter what he has almost at this point. Well, the queen is, is, you know, better for her range than for his by, yeah, a, by think, a fair amount. I don't think I agree with that. Really? I think he has all the suited queens and she doesn't. Maybe she has all the suited queens. Why wouldn't she have all the suited queens? He has more unsuited queens than she does probably. Um, yeah, but she checked back the flop, right? So she's got, generally, she's going to have bigger cards in her hand a lot of the time, right? Yeah. Now, she could also have some made hands. But, like but we know nothing about Pesha's range. All we know is that he checked in flow. Yeah, that doesn't remove queens from his range. Right, but she has like ace-king, king-queen. She has he has, he like has king-queen, for sure. He has ace-queen in his range, also, for sure. He'll three-by that sometimes, but not He's going to three-by both those sometimes, right? Probably not king-queen very often. She's, she's checking those back a fair amount, as we see. She does, right? I'm just saying, I just don't really think it's a big card for her versus his range. Like, maybe marginally, but... I think it's, I think it's a little bit. Overall, the board still favors him in a significant way. I agree with that. Yeah, so I like... Maybe if you have absolute nothing, like deuce three of, of spades, you don't bet if you're Pesh. But it, I, I feel like if you have almost anything, any equity whatsoever, it's a bet. That's fine. And he has a lot of equity. He's got nine seven. He's got two pair, but not top two anymore. Anyway, he's going to bet. He's going to bet pretty big. I think this is hoping that Emma has a queen, basically. He mm-hmm. bets 420 into 550. Uh, yeah, that is big. Well, it's a really wet board, right? Two that hearts, too. two clubs, straight draws all around. Uh, she checked back the flop. She's got often a showdownable hand. She doesn't really have... Now she does on the turn, but she didn't really have a strong showdownable hand on the flop, right? I mean, sometimes king-queen could win, but you're never going to get there checking, almost ever. But she can have one pair, and, and she can have draws and stuff like that. By the way, notice that he bet 420. I mean, have you seen that green hoodie and those glasses? <laughs> 
<laughs> just saying. Yeah. Anyway, this is a pretty straightforward turn, though, right? Like he's he should bet. She should she, golf. She can really. She only can't golf. raise. Raising seems just absurd. Nutso. Absurd. Now, were she to raise, would it work? What is working in this case? I guess getting him to fold. The story is. Hand, I mean, the story. Would... If she's trying to bluff, <laughs> why would she do that? Yeah, it's but so l- dumb. Let's assume she had ace king and she okay. were to raise. It's a terrible story. She's repping. I don't know what she's repping. I mean, I guess she's saying I 100 percent check back that board so I could have anything. I have pocket queens. Yeah, yeah. that's what she's saying. Or I have pocket nine. I've, I've got a set. Yeah, or a straight. I've right. got I've got all the strong hands because I check it back and I happen to have it yeah. this time. Yeah. Anyway, she calls because what else are you going to do? Yeah, it's so, such an obvious call, bro. I mean, it's so clear. You know who wouldn't know that? Aristotle. Socrates. No, Socrates would know Aristotle wouldn't. Socrates would ask a lot of questions about it, but... Yeah, and Aristotle would be like, eh, if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. And I'd be like, bro, I check-raised you. Make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, right on. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Pot's 1.39 million now. Okay. The river is just a cruel, cruel summer. You know what I'm saying? Bananarama. I didn't know that was the band, but... It certainly is. I've heard of that band and I've heard of that song. So let's put them together in my brain now forever. All right. Great. Queen of Diamonds on the river. The Hearts Miss and Emma Makes Trips. Pesh obviously doesn't like this card. He knows that she has plenty of queens in her range as played. He's going to bet anyway. I got a question for you. Mm. Bull? Well, it does make some sense. Okay. Here we go. Number one, there are a lot of draws that miss. So he could have a lot of the draws that miss. He also bets tiny. Could he have a lot of the draws that miss when he bets 225 into 1.39? Well, he could be have some draws that miss and hope that she missed the other draws, I guess, because that's what we're down to when he bets that small. You're right. He's trying to get called, though, by like a very weak range. Right? Pocket eights. Pocket eights, a seven, a six. Yeah. Um, maybe ace high once in a while. Like th- that's what he's targeting. I can't imagine ace high calling on this run out. I mean, all the draws missed. Yeah. Right. Like he would bet his draws on the turn and he might bet them on the river. I would think he bet more though. I do agree with you. Uh, would he bet a nine on this river? Yes. Would he bet a seven on this river? It's close. I think a seven is close. I think a nine is a pretty clear bet by itself though. Do you think, do you like the sizing? Because he basically has nine. He has nine seven. It's like yeah, not that different that's than a true. nine. No, it, it, in fact, it is a nine, right? Yeah. Because there's two queens out yeah. there. It's definitely a nine. Um, he has a little bit of a blocker, I guess, yeah. with a seven. Like, who cares? Uh, I mean, I like the sizing in that it is... I don't like the sizing. I like the sizing. I like the sizing in that I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like getting clear. I don't like the sizing. The thing I do like about it is that we can target a weak range for calling. The thing I don't like about it, though, and why I ultimately don't like it is it feels almost a little too transparent. I don't really believe he would bluff at this sizing very much. So, like, I'd rather bet more and force her to make a hero call that's actually a little tougher. But, and when it happens, I get paid more. Rather than this thing where I think she can actually maybe safely fold, like you're saying, ace highs and stuff like that. Instead of like saying, oh, all the draws missed don't feel so great when he bets this tiny on the river, you know? Yeah, it feels like he's just targeting really weak made hands, like like you said, like a seven or a six. He's or, trying to get her to like shrug her shoulders, like whatever. It's 225, yeah. I call, right? Well, is it worth a raise if you're Emma because the bet's so small? I imagine if Pesh bet 750, she would just call. Right. But you have trips with the second best kicker, and the bet is tiny. It's 225 into 1.4. I think you have to raise. All right. What, how are you sizing it, and what are you trying to get called by? Okay. Well, I'm trying to get called by all the queens that sure. are out there. Um, or someone that's just going to bluff catch me with like a nine. 
basically. Yeah. That feels reasonable, right? Because all the draws missed. Yeah. Uh, we could have Jack-10. We can have... Maybe we can have even hearts and eights and stuff like that, perhaps. You know, ace-eight or something like that, because mm-hmm. we're just checking that board on the, fl- on the flop, perhaps. How are we sizing it is an interesting question. He makes it 225. The pot has got... From her point of view, the pot's got like 1.6 million in there. Um, I think like 950, maybe a million, something like that. Kind of big. Do you expect a nine to actually call? I'm not sure if a nine's going to call, but I expect all queens to call. So that's pretty good. So I want to go a little big for that. So a nine may, fold, nine may fold no matter how yeah, I Yeah, so you're basically it. just targeting a queen. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can't really expect a nine to call. We hope a nine calls. But then I, I think sizing it bigger might be better to get a nine to call anyway in, in Upesh's crazy mind. I know? just don't think a nine's calling ever. I'd like, be surprised with a nine. Calls. It's just so hard to imagine that you could ever be good with a nine. But, uh, but every queen's calling, right? They just have to. Most of them. Maybe, maybe somebody makes a superhero fold every once in a while. Okay. You know, but fine. But like going for it, I think we have to go for it. I, I like sizing bigger. What do you think about all yeah, this? Yeah, I agree with that. But she doesn't size bigger. Okay. She does raise, but she, she makes the 800K over the 225. Okay. It's kind of small. I mean, it's, it's a reasonable size if you're just looking at his bet size, right? Yeah, but if you're looking at the pot... She's the second best Bulgarian tournament player in the world or she, whatever. I mean, she's, she's, she's putting... Bosnian, a, sorry. 800K is half the pot. I mean, so it's like... It's as if he checked and she's betting half the pot almost, except... I guess. It's a little bit more in there because he bet 225. But I agree with you. That's why I like making it bigger also. The whole thing just looks like... Like, I want to make it so he thinks I, I want him to fold. And making 800... I think making it 1 million is a, like a little bit more polarizing in a good way than 800 is. Before we get to what happens next, okay. I want to ask you a few questions about this raise. Okay. What's the worst hand we do this with for value? Um, I'm wondering if it's this. Maybe Queen Jack? That's the only other possibility in my mind. I was like, could it be Queen Jack? That was, as soon as you asked me, that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, I don't know if we'd actually do it with Queen Jack. We might just call with Queen yeah. Jack. Just because we, we don't want him to show up with King Queen and right. like, feel like such a dummy. But like, he, he's going to three-bet as Queen a fair amount. He just is. He just is, and we block that too with the queen, and feels like king queen's just too good not to raise. Right. To me. So this might be the very bottom of our value range. If it isn't, it's close. Well, it depends on how nuanced our game is as Emma, because our value range might just be an incredibly thin range of hands. Yeah, I if, think like if if we're betting the flop with all of our really good made hands, like sets, then like we have this and ace queen, right? You know what? I take it back. I think we definitely are raising Queen Jack because he bet 225 on the river after betting 420 on the, on the turn. Like, he's blocking. We have to get more value here. I think we can definitely raise other queens than just King Queen. If he bet any kind of normal size, I'd feel really can't be any lower than Queen 10, though. Yeah, Queen 10 is what I think is the bottom. I agree. Okay. Like so queen 8, we can't really raise Queen 8. Even if we give it Queen 10, like, is, are the only hands that we actually show up with that we raise for value Queen 10 through Ace Queen? Or... Like, do we check back sets of sixes, right. sevens, nines if, on the flop? If we have some of those... Do we check back queen nine, queen seven, queen six on the flop? We also have to have never raised those on the turn. Straights also? Like, maybe. I don't know if we do or not as her. I just don't know. It's if, interesting because she might have, like, a really defined value range. Yes. If I was Pesh, I would assume, without knowing much, just, like, doing quick profiling and stuff like that, I would assume she's betting a lot of her good hands on the flop or raising them on the turn a lot, especially on this wet board. Like, I don't think if she has a set, can she really just call the turn? Look at how many bad cards. Yeah, I don't. She's going to have to raise that. So I would feel like, yeah, ace queen may be the top of her range here. Maybe queen nine. Maybe she checks the flop and then turns top two. Maybe. And feels like she can't raise it because, like, she doesn't want to get herself in trouble. I don't know about that. I would expect her to raise mostly. Uh, So maybe maybe this is the second best hand she can show up with, king queen, then. 
Well, I think Pesh is assessing her range about how we are. Yeah. Because if he thought she had a lot of bluffs, he could just call, which, you know, seems like a bad play with a nine mostly. But you have to you have to assume your opponent has a lot of bluffs, which there's no reason to assume here. No. Uh, folding seems like easy. We should do that probably. Yeah. But Pesh is like, you know, at best you have ace queen and I have a ton of hands that are way better than ace queen. So kind of fuck you. I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to make it 2.3 million. Which is, is that effectively moving her in? No, no. She's still got about half her stack behind after oh, okay. that. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. So it looks really strong. It does. And I think he's just saying, like, you have queen 10 through ace queen. Right. What are you going to do even if you have ace queen? Like, right. Do you have I, to fold the top of your I range gave, here? I don't. Yeah. Like, do you? Because, like, I gave no indication of weakness at any point post flop. Like, right. I checked the flop because well, everybody checks the flop, right? I mean, he bet 225 on the right, river. Right. But that's he's, he's a nuanced good player. Yes. He, can, he has a lot of different types of hands he can do that with, obviously. I agree, but you're saying no indication of weakness. Okay. There's one. But, but then, but when he three bets, it doesn't feel like Assuming that Emma's aware that he's a nuanced good player and that he three bets, like, I think he's repping five, eight plus. I think he has the bad end of the straight plus, right? He's, if, especially considering how he's ranging her, it seems. I don't actually know if he has 5'8", but I think he's got 8'10 plus. Why wouldn't he have 5'8"? Um, well, the problem with the straights are the board is paired, and if she decides to raise again, and he actually has 5'8", he has to dump it. Well, that's just, an, it's just an easy fold then. Like she's, yeah. If she decides to raise again, she fucking has she it. She always has yeah. it. She has like queen nine, yeah. basically. I mean, I don't even know if she can have pocket sevens, you know, honestly, right. if she raises again, yeah. right? She's, she four bets the river. Yeah. Yeah, she always has. So it, I think right? it's so maybe you're right. So you can go for value and just fold everything. Yeah, pretty much because she unless always you, has unless to you have. have queen seven plus if you're Pesh basically. Fine, fine. Yeah, yeah. Which he could have, by the way. Pesh could easily have queen six. I don't know if he could have queen six off, but he maybe could. It was a min raise preflop, and they're very deep. Actually, I, I bet you Pesh can have queen six off. Yeah, so he can have queen six off, queen seven off, queen nine off. There's no indication except for his sizing on the river that says he can't have any of these hands, mm-hmm. including by the way, sevens full, sixes full, and nines full. Maybe he three bets those sometimes preflop, but he's certainly not going to three bet them 100 percent of the time. Agreed. So this is a very like this is I I have vetted this play, and it's like I believe your value, Pesh. It actually makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. It looks very strong. looks very believable. Yeah. So, so what are we supposed to do as Emma? We have king, queen. Here's the good news. Yeah. Although this is the good news that Pesh was probably aware of for Emma when he made this play. Emma has a queen, so she blocks a lot of those full houses. Now, Pesh had to be aware that Emma most He would never make this play if he didn't think she had a queen. Right. Right. Like, so he knows that his combos are, are stricken down a little bit in her mind. But he still has potentially 32 combos of straights that he could have beyond just those queen X's, sixes full, sevens full, and nine. But it full. does sort of suck that you're targeting trips here. Yeah. It's not great. But he's clearly doing that, right? Yeah. Maybe he thinks... Is it possible he thinks that she, because he bets so small on the river, that she has a lot of queens here, not just like the few that we were saying, that maybe he thinks she can have like all the suited queens and she just can't not raise when he makes a 225 with trip queens? Is it possible? I wouldn't go that far. I think it's worth thinking about, but I don't think it's worth adding into the calculation. Yeah, I don't know. It's unclear to me. So how do you approach this if you're Emma? There's a lot of ways to think about this. Okay, the first thing I would think is, well, I no longer beat any value. Clearly. I don't believe he would do this with Queen Jack now. I don't think he would do it with King Queen or Ace Queen for that matter. Right. I agree. So that's not great. Yeah. That's one thing I'm very aware of. Number two, I would think, is this guy capable of bluffing? Hey, I definitely know he is. Yes. That's great. So that's good. Uh, number three, do I have any key blockers here? I do. Yes. Now, that's also what makes my hand strong, but okay. He's got less combos of obvious value. Right. That's cool. Um, next up is 
I guess thinking about where does this hand land in my distribution? Well, it's, if, if we were right before, it's the second best hand out of four potential hand types. I disagree, actually. I think queen 10 is a better hand. Oh, because you block 10-8. Yeah. Yeah. Could that be. Feels important. So then it's the third best? Yeah. So, okay. So it's not super high up. Yeah. Uh, Ace-queen's definitely better. I think, yeah. Queen-jack, though. Queen-jack is the worst, if, that, if that's our raising yeah. range. Yeah. Um, okay. How, what, what, what price are we getting? Let's find out. It's 1.5 to win. I mean, I have to do all the math, which is never fun. 1.5 to win, uh, like, 4 million or something? Seems about right. Yeah. Okay. So we're so actually on that price, we can definitely delve into our king queens, even if we're just doing this as a distribution based thing based on the price. It's too bad we don't have the king of hearts. Um, why is that? Because if we had the king of hearts, we would then wait. Maybe it's the opposite. Yeah, we don't we, want the king of hearts. Exactly. We don't want the king of hearts or the king of clubs. All we right. We don't have the king of hearts or the king of clubs. We have the king of clubs. We have the king of clubs. <laughs> Boy, we really had trouble with that. Yeah, that was, we? you know, there's a lot going on. Okay, so we block one of the flush draws. We don't block any of the straights. We don't block any of the straight draws, though, either. We don't like have an eight in our hand, which... Do you want to block the straight draws or the straights? Get it straight. <laughs> That's a fair... I think we want to... Block the straights. Yeah, we want to block the straights. You're right. Just like having the 10 is yeah. good. Like, yeah. that's good for us. You're right. Um, the obvious value. You're right. Um, but though, as opposed to the flush draws, where it's clearly yeah. different, right? Yeah. So having the king of clubs ain't great. But Pesh can absolutely have missed hearts here, right? Yeah. Now, would he play missed hearts like this, really? I don't know. I, I don't know if he I would. Think, I don't I think, think he would. I think he's making this play because he has blockers to full house. I think he's got to have the 10 of hearts in his hand or the 8 of hearts in his hand to consider this yeah. play. What if he's got hearts? Yep. Um, so that's not great. I guess it could be like the... He could have a cool double thing, like nine, eight of hearts or something. So he's got the eight of hearts and he also blocks a full house with a nine or something. Okay. But like when Pesh makes this play, ugh, like we can't beat anything, right? I think, I think maybe if you, if you put queen 10 ahead of king, queen in the distribution, I, I think, think, is, we have I think to. is reasonable to do. I think that makes this a fold, especially with one of the flush draw kings in our hands. That hurts a little bit, but we are getting a darn nice price. So we're just calling with all of our raises? If well, we could fold the, the bottom of our range is so still a bunch of combos just, of queen jack. So we just fold queen jack and we call with all of our other queens? Maybe. That's I what Emma know. does. She calls. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's right. I mean, I think against most players it's wrong. Against yeah. Pesh, it might be right to call with king queen. I mean, the more that I learn about Pesh, the more I hear crazy stories about Pesh taking shots. Like, you have multiple stories about Pesh doing whack things, yeah. like check-raising all in when people have it, you know, and they, all, they tank call or whatever. They've got top set or whatever it is. And uh, it seems like he is prone to not having it here. And if yeah. that's the case, then when I raise to 800, I'm like, all right, sometimes he's going to through bet me and I have to always call. Yeah. Like, I just have to, like, against this guy. And so maybe it's right that she ultimately calls. Yeah. But maybe, I think maybe, maybe you even have to call with Queen Jack. But I think against an unknown player, it's you got to fold. I do too. Against an unknown player, they always have a full house. I think yeah. an unknown, like an unknown, like tight player anyway. Sure. And an unknown non-tight player always has at least eight ten. I think. Yeah. Maybe five eight. Maybe but most, five eight two. But usually, usually five ten, and sometimes only a full house. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway. That's how, uh, that's how Pesh started his descent because he ends up, despite starting this hand with 84 bigs, he goes out next. Yeah. Gets fifth place for 167K, and Emma ends up going out second for 424. She lost on an awesome hero call by her opponent, which we did a breakdown of a couple of years ago. I yeah, think. about two years ago. Uh, it's really worth seeing, by the way. Uh, 
I don't know how to cool. find it. <laughs> no, I'm not saying, go, go find it, people. Yeah, we made a video about it. Do some work on it. There's a video. Yeah. I just don't know the name of it. No, no one knows the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, something about a hero call or something. It's oh, great. Some, Big bluff. Some shit like that. <laughs> Big bluff. She really goes for it, and the guy makes, like, an ace-high call, like, for, for everything on the river, like, the whole tournament for everyone. It's really great. Apparently, this was a pretty cool final table with all these yeah. types of plays. And all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne I'm gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it home